Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to this podcast channel from Wig Weed, the number two natural hair. I am your host, Natural Keisha. This podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weed, the number two natural hair. Today we have a special guest. Guest, can you introduce yourself, a little background about yourself and the type of business you perform? Hello everyone. Um, my name is Miss Della B. I'm from Brooklyn and I run an herbal remedies apothecary and tea shop. Uh, in Brooklyn. <laughs> Great. Uh, herbal based remedies using honey as a base for most most of them. I make herbal smudge sticks, teas, yoni steams, all types of things, herbal baths. Mm, the type of of things we need as of now you know probably like yesterday we needed this but this is something that we need to do for ourselves yes indeed i mean we we shouldn't be waiting for a, a national or global health crisis before we start taking care of our bodies um and eating the herbs and the things that we need for optimal health but you know it's no time like the present so if you if you're new to it my my brand is is based around actually introducing people to this kind of lifestyle so why i use honey as a base is because honey is is sweet and it's easier for you to eat things like moringa or black seed or things that are usually ashwagandha things that are usually very bitter on their own with paired with honey it becomes easier to digest and easier for you to consume on a daily basis wow i thank you so much for being so sweet to be here on my podcast channel so we can talk more about your herbal remedies indeed so what's what the biggest herbal remedy that i have right now that's just flying off the shelves is my sage moringa honey Sage is a natural antibacterial, uh, antifungal, antiviral, which is what we're dealing with right now is a virus. So um, sage has all these wonderful health properties that will actually kill bacteria in the air if you burn it, but also kill bacteria in your body if you eat it. Most people are used to burning sage for like spiritual reasons for, you know, they say it cleanses the negativity out of the air and your spiritual beliefs aside, the side that it will kill bacteria in the air. And it could be that our ancestors called bacteria peyote or bad spirit. You know, um, Native Americans have been using sage for thousands of years. They were, they were known to have it draped around their body. Even when the settlers and the pilgrims came, they would drape themselves in sage. And what was thought was just ceremonial or spiritual, it's actually, they knew that these pilgrims, these settlers, these colonizers carry diseases. So the sage was to protect them against these diseases that they were going to get. So it was actually known before modern science actually back, backed it up recently. It was known for thousands of years that that's, that's what sage would do. So it's definitely one of my favorite herbs and something that I use a lot in my smoke blends, my tea blends, my yoni steams, and of course in sage bundles. Wow. Yes. It's a whole lot of background behind sage you're so yeah. 
correct on that. I mean, we even use sage in our dressing around Thanksgiving time, just to be exact. Indeed, it's good on some lamb. It, sage is amazing. Like uh, most chefs know sage is a culinary thing to cook, to add spice and flavor and fragrance, but it's actually really great for, for your immune system. It's really great for cleaning that bacteria out of your intestines. And really your, your immune system is in your gut. So everything that you do, you either feed disease or you cure disease based on what you eat. So using honey as a base made it easier for people who aren't living this herbal lifestyle. Because if you ate ashwagandha on its own or sage on its own or things like moringa, it's, it's very bitter. And usually, and we know the bitter, the better. But for, more, for, for people who are just now getting into this lifestyle, if it's too bitter the first time that they try it, they'll never try it again. And so then- you have to make it and that moringa, that moringa is like a superfood they're calling it, correct? Yes. Like, I actually hate the word superfood because when anytime they label something superfood, <laughs> the prices of it go up. But yeah, it's a very powerful, it's a very, very powerful herb. It's, you can find it in India, in the Caribbean, in Africa. They call it the tree of life. It, it is good for everything from your rooter to your tutor. You know, it's, it's amazing. And I love it a lot. And it's it's an anti-inflammatory. It's filled with chlorophyll, vitamin C, iron rich, and things. Usually herbs, you don't get all of these properties. You would have to eat like kale or veggies. But certain herbs and lake-based algaes like spirulina, it's they're filled with chlorophyll. They're filled with protein. They're filled with all these things that you would get from a regular healthy yes, diet. Yes, I, I remember when I first heard of the Moringa and was hearing that it was a superfood, I was just calling it the miracle tree because I look at it like another aloe vera. You know, we know aloe vera as the medicine plant, but as far as Moringa, I know it as a miracle tree. They claim superfood and this and that and that and that, but it's a miracle tree. Um, I love it because it also detoxifies the body and helps support the immune system. And the one thing I hate about it, uh, the smell is so horrible. Yeah, it's a very, it's, it's a, you have to learn to love it. So <laughs> again, why I found it appropriate to mix it with honey and why I chose honey is because honey on its own is already the most amazing substance you can eat. It's for thousands of years, humans have been eating honey. It's, 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 they're finding clay pots of it still edible in, in tombs in Egypt. They're finding cave drawings of, of people being depicted of taking honey out of hives. And these cave drawings go back 15,000 years. So honey and humanity go, go pretty much hand in hand. We've been harvesting honey since we've been on this planet. And just honey by itself is filled with antioxidants, minerals, amino acids, vitamin C, E, K, D. It's, it's filled with folic acid, things that women, especially women who are, are pregnant, breastfeeding, you need folic acid in your diet. And it's really hard to get these vitamins from food alone. And I, I love to um, be able to offer it in a way that's just easy 
for you to use, you know, like, cause not everybody's going to take their vitamins every day, but you will wake up and have your morning cup of tea or your morning cup of coffee or your morning porridge or your morning smoothie It's or your waffles. It's just, honey is so versatile. So you can spread it on toast. You can put it in tea. You can even spread it on your face. Honey is actually used as a natural bandage. It's been used that way for thousands of years to protect you against um, infection. So if you have a cut or a burn, spread some honey on it and it it will protect you from getting an infection. So it's it's been used for since humanity. It's very, and it never spoils. Like I'm telling you, they're pulling honey out of clay pots, out of pyramids. That's still edible for, and it's thousands of years old. So honey is a miracle. So when you start adding other miracle herbs to it, it just becomes even more potent and even more medicinal. Mm. To tell you the honest truth, the honey, ah, uh, that is like one of my best friends. I didn't know honey did so much until I became um, natural. Well, returned back to my natural roots because I've been using a lot of honey on my hair or in my products, on my skin and my tea. You know, I've been just using a lot of honey. But honey became my best friend because Honey nourish our hair and they have the vitamins and minerals, like you said, it provides your hair strains with the things they need for a healthy growth. And I like it because of the bacterial properties, you know, with our scalp, it checks our scalp, you know, keep it in check, as I would say. And it's our hair particles. That's another good thing. And then if you have dull hair, if you do yourself a honey hair mask, you would add shine to your hair strings instantly. I love it. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> rolling in honey. Like, you could just take, t- dip me into a big barrel of honey, and that's just how I want to go. Like, don't pay for no funeral. Just get a whiskey barrel full of honey and put me in there. <laughs> like... I love, I love it, you know, and it's just like, it's just so beautiful, you know, and, and, and perfect the way that it was designed. Like, I believe in God, whatever you want to call God, if you want to call him Ja, Ra, whatever, you know, God put all of this stuff here for us. And it's, it's God's work to be able to touch these herbs and work these herbs and, and provide these herbs for for the people it's it's just it's a blessing you know and i know my herbal remedies my line of herbal honey blends i'm not the first person to ever mix herbs with honey you know although when i'm at the pop-up shop and street fairs i don't see anybody else with my products um and i've actually had a few people tell me they never seen honey used this way before but I have a deeper connection that I know I'm not the first person to do it. So this is a definitely, these are ancient remedies. Like even if you go to the Quran, it says black seed and honey will cure all but death. And that's the Quran. That book is old. Okay. So it's there. They've been raving about the benefits of honey, black seed, and it's in the Bible. It's in the Quran. It's in, it's in every way of life. Like it's, it's everywhere. It's on every continent. Uh, there, except for Antarctica, but there's every every continent has honey and bees, and people have have traditionally and culturally have recipes that are based around it. Like 
there's this one brother who lives right down the block. He's Ethiopian and he makes honey mm-hmm. wine in the traditional Ethiopian way. Yeah, and it's called mead, you know? Like in, in Ethiopia, they take honey and ferment it and it turns into wine. And it's delicious, oh my goodness. So there's just so many ways mm-hmm. to use honey. Um, even some of my products, people always buy them to put on their face. They don't mm-hmm. even eat it. <laughs> like they just say, no, this is my honey turmeric. And it's I'm I'm really blessed to be a part of people's beauty regimens and health regimens. It's it's, it's a blessing, and I just want to. Yes. How did you first become interested in herbal remedy products? Well, I was always that kid that was playing in the dirt. Um, <laughs> so um, making herbal remedies is something that I've, I've I can always look back and remember that I was always playing with leaves and flowers and putting them in bowls and mixing stuff up and like as early as I can remember I loved playing with with leaves and herbs and flowers and making things but how my this exact business started was I um was in a relationship that was domestic and um like do you know Mm -hmm. domestic abuse and it was very challenging and it was depressing and I had to find way I, I started researching herbs and things to deal with my depression and and build my appetite up but I couldn't even physically eat anything so it was like well how do I get all of these this iron this fiber all these things that I need but my body won't even eat all I can literally do was sip tea so I started making herbal concoctions like so it started with adding spirulina and hemp seed and and moringa and all these things I know my body need but I couldn't physically chew I couldn't bring myself to even chew and swallow so I just started mixing up these things and eating it as tea and then my weight started coming back and my appetite came back and my skin my hair everything stopped my hair was falling out and it stopped falling out so you know it it really brought me back it really saved my life just it it saved my life and I figured if I can save my own life there are other lives that I could possibly save or you know affect with these with these products so it's my own healing and my own my own journey brought me here you know so it all starts at yes it do you are the foundation and I'm so glad that you seen that you were the foundation and you had a good deed and you chose to share that good deed with the world to help the world with their system with their hair with their facials whatever they're using your remedies for it is helping them inner and outer exactly and if i can find some beauty and in some light in an ugly dark situation and and in that ugliness and in that darkness pull out light and healing you know like that's when I knew I was on the right path because so many people get into relationships that are hard and they come out jaded they come out bitter I could have had a whole line of you know f f f them all t-shirts and then what what would that have accomplished you know I would have had a following of people who who enjoy hatred instead of a, a following of people who seek wellness you know and the kind of people that you surround yourself with really reflect you so I wanted to surround myself around people who seek healing and promote wellness versus people who just want to stew in their own hatred you know or their own abuse I I'm not a forgive and forget kind of person 
I feel like that's an abusive standpoint to take. I'm a recover and remember kind of person. You recover and then you remember how you had to recover so it never happens to you again, you know? So recovery is important. And yes, forgiveness is important, but when you forgive and you forget the transgressions, it's easy for that to happen to you again, you know? And forgiving and forgetting only, only benefits your abuser. It doesn't benefit really you. But when you recover and you remember, you know, you really, you heal yourself, you know, and you, you'll be able to teach how you healed yourself to somebody else in that situation. So it's a, and it's a, you know, and it's a, it, it, it's become a lifestyle brand, you know, like the people who buy my products and my, my clients that are repeat clients, they, the testimonials that I get from, from them, it's, it's amazing, you know, and it's, it's, I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed just to even be a part of someone else's healthcare routine. It's, it's you know, it's humbling. Yes, I'm so glad you came out. And then I got, you know, I got the ox coming to me for the black teeth, honey. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really excited to be here on this journey and just to even be having this interview with you because, you know, it's, I'm, I'm really excited. Yes, I'm glad you came out better and not bitter and you're sweeter I'm so happy that you're very sweeter. I'm looking through your website now and I love the image of the beehive. Yes. So yeah, basically my logo is a beehive with wings on it. And then if you look close, it's 87. That's the year I was born, 87. Um, so, and I believe that's when my greatness began, yes. <laughs> when I was born. Uh, <laughs> um, like I said, I've always been that kid that loved playing in the dirt and loved and loved grass and flowers and nature. And I've never been stung by a bee before. I've always had bees land on me or, you know, hover around me, but I've never been stung by a bee. And it made me believe, you know, like, well, maybe, maybe these are my spirit guides, you know, and I started researching them more and it brought me to Oshun and it brought me to all of these other amazing aspects of healing, of life, of culture, of all, all, all types of things, you know? So, and, you know, I, I, I like to do beekeeping at East New York Farms in Brooklyn and even even the word beekeeper is a little redundant to me because when you really look at the science and the facts behind bees, we don't keep them. They're keeping us alive because they're the <laughs> they're the pollinators. Without them, we there would be no us. You know, seventy percent of the foods that we eat would not grow if bees weren't here pollinating it. You know, so I I don't consider myself a beekeeper. You know, because I feel like these bees are keeping me and they're keeping all of us, you know? So I'm really grateful for just my, the presence of mind that I have and the gratefulness that I have. And even how I package my products, all glass and paper, um, very sustainable. I don't use plastic. Um, everything is biodegradable or recyclable. Just leaving, and that's the kind of legacy that I wanna live on the, leave on the world, you know? I don't want, I don't wanna mass produce thousands of, you know, plastic jars that end up in landfills you know like I love it when people send me pictures of how they use their jars like my honey jars are being used as you know flower vases yes. and oh, those are mason jars and... I love those jars yeah yeah they're dope you know and they're made in America 
everything is made in America. Um, I found myself a nice jar distributor and um, just keeping everything full circle. I, everything is harvested locally, organically. I volunteer at a lot of gardens around Brooklyn. So I get to harvest my sage, my roses, my rosemary. I get to harvest a lot of these herbs that I use myself. Um, it's it's just it, it's just amazing. Just it's therapeutic. Just being in the garden and being that close to nature, and giving thanks. You know, because in Brooklyn you wouldn't even think there were beehives and gardens all over Brooklyn, but there there are. You know, and it 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 makes me feel like I'm not so far removed from nature in this concrete jungle that I'm living in. So what was your first DIY and how did it go? My first DIY was um, a honey that was made with cinnamon, turmeric, and cayenne, and a little ginger. It was a cold and flu remedy that I made for my daughter. She was all congested and she would, the, the Robitussin wasn't working, all those child medicines wasn't working and I didn't want to keep distributing it to her because it's like, you know, you read the side of the bottle, it may cause liver failure, it may cause kidney damage. And it's like there has to be a better way. So I made her I made her my own, you know, honey medicine. And within two days all her congestion, everything was cleared up and she was running around the house back to normal. So it really dawned on me. And then I brought that to my classroom. Like so I'm an I was an after-school teacher teaching agricultural programs and yoga meditation at the local school right here on Eastern Parkway. And um, the kids in my class would come in sick, all mucusy. And as a as a teacher, you're not allowed to distribute medicine to anybody's child. Like even the school nurse can't give you cough syrup. But I figured if I'm allowed to give them cookies and cake and candy in my classroom, then there should be no, no nothing about honey. So I would bring jars of honey and give them to the kids in my classroom. And then their parents will come to me and say, hey, what did you give my kid? It worked, let me get a jar to take home. And I was slinging that honey out of my classroom. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And then I was like, oh, maybe I should take my little show on the road. And I got myself a little stand at the farmer's market. And it was only supposed to go through the summer, you know? But it lasted three years now. And I'm really, really impressed. Really impressed that, that that I'm I was so well received, and that you know like it's not easy to get people to chase some green honey off off a, off a popsicle stick on the street because I was street vending my honey, you know. Um, <laughs> it's not easy, but especially black people, they don't want to eat nothing off a popsicle stick, nothing green off a popsicle stick from some random lady on the street. But people would try it and they would love it and especially being here in, Bro- in Brooklyn in the Caribbean community, they would go walk past it, see Moringa. They're like, oh, that's Moringa? Oh, okay, give me two jars. And they would, it, 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 like they knew what it was and they'd never seen it in honey form like this. And it was, it's very easy, right? Just very easy to take. And you can put it on your waffles, put it anywhere. You know, anywhere you normally use honey, you can get Moringa. You can, black seed it's just very it's it's so easy I feel like you know what lies are going to be sugar-coated you know like and people eat the lies because they're sweet so the truth is you need herbs but if it's not sweet you won't eat it so you know you got to give people the truth with honey yes when slash why did you make the leap to starting your own herbal remedies money and <laughs> you know like I felt like you know well, 
because I, I was I also worked at Trader Joe for mm-hmm. years and that customer service that like that's just that's just who I am like I love I love customer service I love hospitality so it, I was I was the perfect person to work at Trader Joe like when I say I was ordering the meat at Trader Joe and I was the head chicken head in charge of the chicken <laughs> section like I took my job very mm-hmm. seriously I took customer service very seriously and I felt like well you know if I could do that for Trader Joe I could do that mm-hmm. for myself because I'm never gonna be as rich as Trader Joe if I keep working for him you know I'll never be as successful I'll never have my own cult following the way Trader Joe's does if I work there and don't work on myself I mean and I had to look deep down you know inside of me and say you know I need to do something where's what is what is my gonna what is my legacy gonna be am I going to am I going I can't like die and leave my shift at Trader Joe to my kids on my deathbed like that's not how it works you know, I have to have something sustainable for my family. That's correct. So I started this business. I mean, what's the sense of working you know, a eight-hour shift and you don't have any time to put into your own business? So it's a good thing that you still have exactly. that time to put into your business and look where you stand now. Just because you took the time out for yourself in your Indeed, business. And 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 I, I had to look look deeper, you know, like I had to look deeper. And it was is it scary being an entrepreneur? Yeah, because some days you're pulling out of control, and some days you're eating ramen. <laughs> you know, like it it's scary, and it's not for everyone. But I honestly believe that you know, if it was never really about the need for making money, you know, if, I'm not out here trying to buy Birkin bags and and make it rain all over. Like this is really about reaching people and healing people. And the people that I love the most in this world, which are my people, people that look like me. And you know, black comes from all forms, you know, black is everything. Like I'm in New York, so I see black people of all types. There are black people who all over, they speak Spanish, they speak French, they speak Creole, but we all black, you know, and we all have things that we need to do, you know, address and healing for our communities. So I'm really, I'm really grateful for, for the opportunities that my business has allowed me to um, see because I'm also, I like, I'm a tea party caterer. So there's a lot of events where I'll show up and just cater tea and sell some products on the top side. But you know, I'm there as a caterer to, for a tea party. And I've seen, I've seen and heard so many things as a fly on the wall. Tea brings healing. Like the conversations that you have over tea is healing. And the, the, the just being around people, well, not right now, <laughs> but being around people, you know, before Corona was very healing. You know, I've like, there's all types of organizations out here that are doing social justice work, doing racial, racial um, equality work. And it's as a tea caterer, as somebody just sitting there with a teapot in my hand pouring tea, I've, I've heard a lot of healing and conversations that it's, it's it's amazing you know and I really believe that we're sitting at the cusp of a renaissance right now where where everybody is more concerned about their health their wellness their mental state their their spirit like it's it's a real it's a real movement happening out here and I'm just really proud to be a part of it you know there's it's just so much healing happening and yeah, you still have people that hustle spirituality and pimp it out like it's a product. 
but you can't buy, you can't purchase your spirituality. You can buy all the crystals and all the sage bundles and, and wrap your turban as high as the sky and you will still be a conflicted person if you don't do the, the real work that it takes to, to just to be happy. Because happiness is a choice. It is a choice and you have to get up every day and you have to choose it. There's a million reasons why, you know, you can be unhappy, but you, all you need is one to be happy and, and hold that, you know? And I found my happiness in, in herbs and healing and taking care of myself and, and really being aligned with, my, with, with who I am and my goals in life. Because yeah, I love, I love to wear wire crystal wrap jewelry and I love to wear my locks up into fancy turban styles. And I love, I, you know, like, but spirituality is not about what you wear. It's not about what you, about how you look, you know, it's, it's really about how you carry yourself and how centered you are on the inside. And I find that when I'm wrapping sage bundles or making my products, a lot of my love and my peace and my, 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 my good energy goes into these products. And that's really the key to it. You know, like it's, it's, that's, it's, it's the happiness, it's the love and it's the healing intentions that I put behind everything that I do that is keeping me successful and keeping people coming back you know I even I don't even like if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm going through something or if I'm distracted I don't make my products in that state of mind like I would rather tell everybody nope I'm out of stock before I'll just make something in a rush or make something because I want the money like it's not about the money the money won't because the money won't make you happy no matter how much of it you have you will ne it will never truly make you happy you know, like there are there problems that money solve. Like, do you know? Do poor people, do poor or low income people have certain problems that money would fix? Of course, you know, money is a tool for 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 getting through this life, but it's not a source of happiness. You know, so just not worrying about the money. I actually give. A, I actually tend to give away a lot of stuff. Half of the, 70% of the smudge sticks that I make, I don't even sell. They go they go into people's care packages free when they order a certain amount of products, you know? So it's it's just about the love and the intent that I do behind, behind everything that I do, you know? And just keeping my space clear and teaching my kids that, and, and showing my kids how hard it is, how, how you have to work hard for anything that you want. And I, I don't want my kids to have to grow up and search for jobs anywhere else when they can, when I'm building this legacy, when I'm building this empire and working real hard, you know, and I want them, even my seven-year-old daughter, she makes her own chapsticks. She was selling them at the farmer's market with me last year. So like raising entrepreneurial kids, you know, it's very important and having that mindset and setting that example. What is your recipe development process? Honestly, a lot of it comes to me in dreams. Like I started with my basics, you know, you know, basic herbs that people knew about, but um, I would go to sleep and wake up like in the middle of the night, three, four in the morning with an herb on my tongue saying, oh, ashwagandha, you have to work with me. You know, or I would dream. I, I would dream about these things. They come to me in my dreams. like. It's amazing. 
you know, like, and maybe it, it, I, it could be that I will research things during the day and then download the information at night while I'm sleeping and then there it comes. But honestly, there's a lot of times where I don't even think about certain things and I will wake up with the idea to do it. And then I'll just start blending until it, it, it comes right or it looks right or it tastes right. And it's, I can't explain it really. It's the gift from, from God. You know, like, I don't, it, 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 it comes to me in my sleep. <laughs> like, it's downloaded to me. And I'm really grateful that I'm just a vessel for, for, these, th- for these things to channel through. You know, so, yeah. Some, some recipes are very simple, like turmeric and cayenne. That's a very simple thing. But other things that are more complex, they come to me in my dreams. And basically researching certain herbs you know like damiana is an herb that is used for anxiety depression boosting euphoria and in some cultures it's used as an aphrodisiac um i wanted to i wanted to have an anti-anxiety honey for people who just are who have restless minds who can't who can't focus who can't relax so pairing just general knowledge like lavender chamomile these things will help you relax so pairing these bitter herbs that you don't know about with more subtle herbs that you do know about um, and making it easier for you to, to take it. So a lot of people who buy my flower power, honey, they buy it because they love the taste of the lavender and the chamomile and the, and the effects that they get from it. But what they don't know is that effect that you're getting is coming from this herb you don't even know about, Damiana. And that, and, and that's in my smoke blends. I make, I make smudge sticks out of it. It's just, there's just so many herbs that you can smoke, eat, drink, that that will help your benefit your body. Like I work with practically every herb except marijuana because it's not really legal in New York. Um, and when it is, you could best believe I'm gonna have me some THC honey. But when it is legal, I will work with that herb more. But I, I focus more on actual herbs that you know everybody would take. Like you can give your kids and you can give your grandma and everybody in between. You know, it's very, it's, it's very family oriented. Where do you find the inspiration? Inspi- inspiration comes and goes and motivation is, is fleeting. But where, what keeps me grounded is my discipline. Um, Cause you, you, you can get inspired, but that doesn't last. But my discipline comes from just staying grounded and knowing that I'm working towards a bigger goal. You know, so I don't, I, I'm not, in, I don't get inspired much really, but <laughs> I do have ideas and it's a lot of research tests and trial and error. You know, um, my, my most recent blend that I made was uh, a wheatgrass honey. And it came from me taking wheatgrass shots at the smoothie shop. And it's like, oh, I know I need this wheatgrass, but it's terrible. Like who would want to drink this every day? It's, it's horrible. So taking that, like knowing I needed the wheatgrass and making it more palatable so that I can actually enjoy it every day. So now I have a wheatgrass honey that I just put in my porridge, you know, or my oatmeal, or I put it in my smoothies. And now it's I'm getting more wheatgrass in my system in a way less expensive way because wheatgrass shots aren't cheap if you're taking them every day at the, at the, at the smoothie shop. And you know, just making making this more accessible. You shouldn't have to get up and 
buy a, you know, go out and get a wheatgrass shot every day when you can have wheatgrass at home. What ingredient is mainly used in all your herbal products? Well, honey, honey is the common denominator for a lot of things. But if I had to pick my most used herb across everything, it would be Damiana, uh, Moringa, and Mm -hmm. Sage. What have you found to be the biggest difference between DIYing professionally and as a hobby? The discipline. Because as a hobby, I get to just pick it up and put it down whenever I, I want. But as a business, I take it very, I take it seriously, you know, and I, I set a certain amount of hours. As you're an When you're an entrepreneur, you don't really have set hours. You are a business owner from the time your eyes open to the time your eyes close. And even that space in between, if you're dreaming about your business, like you there, it's, it's around the clock. So as a DIY, as a, as a DIY or a hobby, you get to just put it down, pick it up. You know, like I have hobbies. I like to crochet, but I haven't picked up my crochet hooks in months. Like I'm not, I, I'm, you know, uh, I pick it up when I want to just distract myself. But as this is a business, it's a real, it's a real business. And I get to, you know, teach people. I even have an intern, you know, from, from SUNY, which is amazing. And she's getting college credits for helping me do this. So this is an actual legit business. My kids are involved, my cousins are involved. Like I'm I'm really blessed that I have, you know, a space to work out of because you know, now I have a, my own shop and it's, it's, it's definitely not a hobby at this point. It's paying my bills, it's keeping me afloat and it's reaching the community. Mm. What are some hurdles an aspiring business owner might not be aware of? That not everybody is going to support you. Like the big, like if you need a cheerleader to run your business or to be motivated, then you have no business being in business. Your family and your friends, in theory, you would think they would be the first ones to support you but they probably won't be. I already had 500 units sold before anybody in my family bought anything from me. Like they had to find out I was popping on Instagram like everybody else. But meanwhile, I've been consistently doing this for years, you know? Like when I left Harlem and moved to Brooklyn, made that great (laughs) migration, like, cause I'm the first person in my family to leave Harlem in 10 Mm -hmm. generations and come to Brooklyn. And when I did that, it was like, oh, now Dell is in Brooklyn. She's doing voodoo with the Caribbean. <laughs> That's what everybody was saying 10 years ago. <laughs> you know. Um, but now this health and wellness has become such a trend that now my family is on. So if you think, so as a new business owner, don't, if your family and friends don't support you right away, don't let that crush you. Because at the end of the day, they're not supposed to be your first customers. You're supposed to be reaching new people that you don't know and just focus on building your brand. And yeah, your family and your friends, they'll jump on once they see you have some traction, but don't rely on them to be your first customers or to be your cheerleaders because you you need to do that. You really need to do that by yourself. So don't get discouraged by the the fact that you don't have so much support from from your support from your support systems. Which are your herbal 
and just stay more just stay different. Which of your herbal products do you love the most? <laughs> oh, definitely. Honestly, in my opinion, I love them all. I can't pick a favorite, but if I had to pick a favorite, it would be my sage moringa honey. Uh, like I said, people like to burn sage because they say it gets rid of the negative energy and spirits. But honestly, if there's negative energy everywhere you go, it's you. You need to eat that sage and cleanse yourself. And me, I'm a Scorpio. So there's a lot of Scorpio things I have to take accountability for that comes out of my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and sage is a perfect way to do that. <laughs> So it's like, okay, I'll take a spoonful of this sage, honey, eat it, and be like, all right, girl, cleanse yourself because you're negative. Cleanse yourself because you're the problem. And just being able to just have that accountability time over a cup of tea and say, you know what, I was the problem, or I was tripping, or I didn't have to say that. So sitting down and drinking some sage tea gives me the time to sit with my own self and say, well, you know, maybe you was extra in this moment. And then I can apologize to myself and forgive myself and go on about my day. <laughs> So definitely the sage moringa honey is my favorite. What kind of stories do you love hearing from your customers? Just how like they love my honey, like how it's a lifestyle, how they put it on their face, how they gave it to their mom, how how like they eat it every day, how they have it at the break room at work and how they feel so fancy just pulling out their fancy jar of tea and sipping on it and just coming back. And when they come back and tell me, oh my God, I'm, I stuck my tongue in the jar. It was so amazing. Or <laughs> like, oh uh, man, I bought this for me. And then my mother came and she stole it from me. And now I need another one. And it's like, oh my God, my mother, your mother is stealing my products out of your cabinet. What a blessing, you know? <laughs> like, and you know what? And, and just saying, well, you know what? You should have bought your mother a jar. She gave you life. The least you could do is give us honey. You know, and people coming back and, and just with all their testimonials about how they're losing weight or gaining weight or their depression is, is, is feeling alleviated because of these herbal smoke blends or how this smudge stick really calmed down the energy in their house or just testimonials. Like I have a shop, so people actually come and sit and have tea with me. And lately it's been all online sales because I'm shuttered, but usually in my tea shop, people come and they have tea and they sit and they testify and I, just meeting people of all religions that love my honey you know like come Rosh Hashanah Jewish people because this is a uh, Brooklyn so I have a Hasidic Jew neighborhood right next door to me um having Jewish people come for for their honey during Rosh Hashanah because the, the cultural food that they eat during Rosh Hashanah is dipping honey and apples so when Jewish people come to me for various different honey concoctions for their for their for their cultural reasons it's very it's it's inspiring and then ramadan rolls around and then muslims come to me for my black seed honey because that's what they want to break their fast with it's it's humbling and then all the rastas who love all my my sea moss honey and my spirulina honey they love it and it's just it's, it's it goes across culture and even though i specifically dedicate because if you look at my honeys they're red black green all the shades of gold and brown in between i i specifically made and cure and made these honeys and designed them for the needs of people of color you know like my black seed honey it's great for high blood pressure high cholesterol because that's killing black men faster than the police it's high yes. blood pressure you know my super red honey is 
is for it, it's great for anemics and who has sickle cell anemia at 97% the rates of everyone else black people you know who's suffering from diabetes and 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 all of these things at higher rates is people of color specifically black americans you know we have these high rates of diseases in our neighborhood so i designed it for for us but it's crossed so many cultural barriers and it's just, i'm just so grateful you know like when 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 you got the arabs coming to you for black seed and honey <laughs> like it's official <laughs> you know it's official and i'm really i'm really grateful and because i live in brooklyn um it's i'm surrounded by so many cultures so i have access to all these so all these different cultures have access to me to come buy my products it's I, it's something that I, again I designed it for for people of color. Like you walk in, you'll see my kente cloth tablecloths everywhere. You know I'm black. I'm unapologetic uh, unapologetic about it. But so many people buy it, so it's 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 a, it's a blessing. You know I'm really grateful for that because again I designed it just for us and I'd like. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so many. Send me a picture of that. Really I want to see that tablecloth. Mm-hmm. What are your? Oh, okay, great. I, I, are you to put it on your Instagram and I go on there and look at it too. <laughs> what are your top tips for herbal shopping online? Be very careful. Like so, I noticed like now on Instagram that everybody's home and now everybody's an herbal master. Everybody's doing their own home remedies, and I'm very proud of it because you know. There are a lot of things that you can just simply do at home with simple, simple, um, with simple herbs and simple, even fruits, citrus, ginger, you know, garlic. There are things that you can do at home, but be very careful because you can easily poison yourself. Like unless you are a koala bear, don't ingest eucalyptus leaves. You know, like you like eucalyptus is great for burning, for steaming, but do not eat it because you're not a koala bear so you don't have those enzymes in your stomach to digest it you can poison yourself so just be very careful about the advice that you take especially on especially on social media apps because people are just posting just random things that they think is true based off of google whereas there's a there's a lot of science that goes behind um this the, the behind herbalism you know there's just certain things you need to know and yeah certain herbs are good for you and will cure but if you don't know the uh, quantities or the ratios you're supposed to have at one time you can really cause yourself some serious liver kidney and damage you know so just be very careful i would say if you're on instagram and if you see somebody posting herbal remedies just scroll and see if they were just scroll and see if they were doing this last month because if last month they were a stripper this month you probably shouldn't be taking herbal advice from them you know that's just my opinion and not to be you know like i'm happy that everybody is getting back to nature but just be very 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 careful not to poison yourself and make sure you're you're um buying from reputable herbal companies or even go ask your nana your gigi your your abuela your 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 nana your popo your ogs and your family they are filled with herbal remedies this i, I got a lot of advice from just older women in, who run these gardens in brooklyn uh, like, and if 
And yes, older Caribbean women can tend to be a little mean to you, but if you can tolerate that, <laughs> there's a lot of game they're willing to give you if you could just grow your skin a little thick to, to take it. So reach out to the elders in your community, reach out to the elders in your family, and they are filled with recipes from the old school, you know? And again, just Google is your friend, but be very careful about the advice that you're taking. What are your thoughts on the herbal movement? Like everybody's going with the herbal movement, you know, drinking a lot of tea now, you know, cleansing themselves. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's it's about damn time. <laughs> I'm very grateful that everybody's on the herbal movement now because like I said, this is our birthright. Like when I first got my stand at the farmer's market and my daddy came to visit me, he looked around, he was like, oh, you got yourself a cute little white lady business. And even though I knew he meant that as a compliment, like, oh, you know, it the fact that he associated herbalism with white people bothered me because culturally herbalism is a is a very indigenous thing you know and everybody has an has has herbalism roots you know like and so many people died to even pass down this knowledge to us a lot of these herbal remedies were passed down through slavery and 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 even before then it, it, it came back from it came across from africa and survived slavery and now we have it so you have to take you have to be very grateful and just of all the people who died not too long ago people were being burnt as witches for doing the kind of stuff that i'm doing now so hold it sacred you know hold it sacred not too long ago people were being burned and called voodoo and it was called voodoo and all these other terrible you know things and it's like was even given a bad name it was made to seem like it was demonic or satan worshiping when really voodoo is just knowledge of herbs and giving thanks to the ancestors mm. who left it here for us that's all voodoo is you know and you know we all have our own voodoo that we do and it's not a dirty word so i'm happy that everybody is back to it i just want them to show the proper respect for it and not and, and, and be very, very, very careful because it's very easy to make yourself sick. Because yeah, the herbs are here for us, but there are certain herbs you're not supposed to ingest. Like pennyroyal, don't eat it. <laughs> you know, like like eucalyptus, don't eat. There are so many herbs that you are not supposed to eat. So just, I want everybody to be very careful. Or you're not supposed to eat the leaves of, but the roots are okay. Or you're not, you know, so just be very, 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 very careful. Do you have samples? For first timers, I think With you answered that about your samplers. I did, however, my jars, my little sample jars, I can no longer get. I wasn't apocalypse ready <laughs> with stocking up on all of those little sample jars. And now that every shipments are being delayed, everything is being delayed, I don't have any more of those tiny little sample jars. Um, I don't, but I'm very descriptive of what I do. I do have samples of certain things like dry tea blends and things like that. But with honey, it's kind of expensive and hard to get right now. And the jars are, I can't get any little sample jars right now. So as of right now, I don't have any. I hope okay. to have some soon. What kind of advice would you give to someone that is thinking about producing their own herbal products like yourself? 
do the research. Just make sure you do the research. Don't worry about not having fancy labels or just it's and, and, and just make sure your heart is in the right place. If you want to do this because you think, oh well, it's good money, it's it's really not like as a startup cost because herbs are very expensive and the knowledge of it, a lot of a lot of batches go wrong before they go right. So just be very careful and make sure you're doing this with the proper intent. Because honestly, this whole thing will blow over. And if you are a startup company that just started up for Corona, what what will be your longevity? What will get you through it? You know, like my clients have been reaching out to me and asking, well, what do you have for Corona? And I've just been saying the same thing I've always had for the past few years. <laughs> you know, like it's, like Corona didn't shake me. Corona didn't even make me produce anything new specifically for Corona because I've always had antibacterial, antiviral blends. I've always been consistent about having these because viruses are existing everywhere. There's always, there's always something, you know, there's always a reason to keep your immune system up, not just because we're in a pandemic, you know? So just making sure your intent is there. Because if you make something that is supposed to be ingested in someone's body for a healing purpose, your intent has to be healing and not just about money or exploiting a situation. How can listeners follow you in or purchase your great herbal remedy products from you? Well, you can follow me at Miss Della B on IG. That's M-S-D-E-L-A-H-B-E-E. Um, on IG, or you can follow, um, check out my website, MissDellaB.com. Um, email me at MissDellaB at gmail.com. I'm available in Brooklyn. Um, my shop is open. It looks closed because I'm just complying, but I am behind these doors and curtains and I'm do, I am taking appointments one at a time. So my shop is open. It's located in Brooklyn, 227 Utica Avenue in Crown Heights. Um, and IG um, Instagram is the best way to reach me honestly like that's the best platform to reach me right will there be anything new coming out or anything new that you're doing any openings etc that you will be doing here in the future that you would like for the listeners to know about well I will be doing virtual tea parties um, and music and jam sessions through, from my studio space in Brooklyn. I will also be at the African Arts Festival if that's going still in July 4th weekend. I <laughs> hope so, I pay for it. <laughs> so I'll be there in July, um, but I'll be on Instagram. I'll have an online presence. As long as the post office is open, I'll still be shipping out packages and I'm just here. So people can reach out to me for virtual tea parties if they want or um, consultations for wellness packages. And I, I, I'm always available for pickup for in Brooklyn. Right. So, I thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast channel. I appreciate you for inviting me. And I'll definitely send you a link of all of the amazing black business owners that I have in my network. I have a whole conglomerate of black women that make everything from shea butter to even tea sets. Like I have a tea set with a whole, like a fancy China tea set with a whole African village scene on it. Like you've never seen black people on fancy China before. <laughs> so like I have a whole conglomerate of 
Black women movers and shakers. So I'll love to send you those links and resources so you can reach yes. out to them if there's dope. And I'm pretty sure so my natural hair group from wig weave to natural well hair, they will love them most definitely, especially with the natural, all natural hair products and anything that can help them with their hair and their skin and body like you're doing. They love it. We are all natural hair group. Indeed. And remember that if it's not about what you rub on your face that makes your beauty shine through. It's about what you put in your face. So eating, you have to eat your beauty regimen as much as you slather it on. And with your hair, if you wouldn't rub that product on your face, don't rub it in your hair either. So keep it as natural and as clean as possible. Because we tend to have natural hair care, natural skin care, but what are we eating? Like I found out, like I've been natural for 15 years now. Um, my health, my beauty regimen was more natural than my actual diet. <laughs> so making, just making sure that you are staying clean on the inside and out, you know, um, and a lot of herbs because herbs like pap, especially paprika, paprika is amazing. Like we know it on chicken and in fish cakes, but <laughs> if you put some paprika in some oil and rub that on your hair, it'll stimulate your hair growth. So using just going back to nature for all things you know it's very important and i do have a quote of the day um the secrets are in the plant to incite them you have to love them enough and this is by george washington carver And this podcast channel can be followed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at From Wig Weave, the number two, Natural Hair. And if you would like to be a guest on this podcast channel, simply send an email to From Wig Weave, number two, Natural at gmail.com. That is our time. Please listen to previous segments if you would like or subscribe. And when um, a segment drops, it will be available for your ears. Please share. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you, Miss Delaby. Thank you. you and don't have forget to day. share that information. Oh, I will. I'm I'm inboxing you right now. Send me some links as soon as you have it. So I yes. can share all over. I can't wait to share it with my daddy. You He's take care so now. Keep those remedies. <laughs>